Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Brian Lattimore, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thanks, Scott. Hey, I'm, Good this, to be here. this is going to be a great chat. We've known each other for a long, long time. We have. Yeah. But uh, I've got to be careful what I say because I didn't know this. You actually taekwondo you mm. could be a black belt soon mm. so yeah it's a bit of fun actually i did it many years ago and um i stopped and then my son wanted to do it and then i got back into it and um he stopped i've kept going wow and so i got a black tip grading in about wow. two weeks time um so what does that mean so that's so it's red belt black tip so oh. then from there i've got black belt after that uh, master ken who's uh um trainer he um he's a bit of a hard task master but he He's very focused on the traditional taekwondo, which yeah, is yeah. fighting. Nice. And then you just pad up and then you kick the shit out of everyone. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Scott, like I, I'm not a violent person. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm padded up and you know you can't hurt anyone, it's a hell of a lot of fun. So well, I'm gonna, know, I'll definitely watch what I say today. <laughs> yeah. hey, but, but that's an interesting thing, right? So so what is it talking from a discipline perspective? Yeah. Because, you know, like um, people don't know, Brent, you're a, you're a, you know, accomplished mortgage broker. You've been in, in the finance game for 31 mm. years, right? Uh, mm. You owned, uh, and we'll talk about a number of businesses in this space. You, you know, you've worked for big corporates. Yeah. Um, and you also do another couple other things, with, which is really cool around some other businesses that you own that we're going to get to as well. But, but you know, obviously Taekwondo, and all those sort of martial arts disciplines are a big part yeah. of it. Has that actually it's, helped you in your well, business career? I think the discipline a part of it, but do you know what? It's actually stress relief. It's been oh, more, more positive for me from a stress relief point yeah. of view because when I'm there for that, so we go twice a week, yeah. um, hour and a half each night, and for that hour and a half, there's I'm not focused on anything, anything else, else other than that. And I'm, it's the endorphins or whatever it is, you know, yeah, when yeah. running around and it's quite full on and then... When, and it's interesting because you can have a fight for a minute and you're absolutely exhausted by the yeah. end of it because of all the kicking and all the punching yeah, and, yeah. and trying to avoid being kicked as well. So uh, uh, for me, the, the biggest benefit has actually been a stress relief um, from it rather than a, That's a cool. discipline because I feel I'm probably quite disciplined anyway. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we do have to be careful when we're there, but it's more yeah. been a stress relief. That's what it's been for me. And that's why it, that, that exercise is, is so critical. You know, uh, you, sometimes you don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to go right. Well, right? Cause yeah. well, I get in trouble because yeah. the master Ken, I've known him for one well, of my 49. So it will be like 30 something years. Wow. And he gives me a hard time. That's cool. <laughs> I think, you know, like if I look at most successful business owners, they're doing something outside yes. of the business, mainly for that stress relief, yeah. for something different to take the mind off it. I know for me, I go to the gym in the morning yeah. with a group of guys, and if you're not there, hey, you're going to get a couple of messages. Sometimes you get a video, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> and that's that accountability for And I think a lot of business owners, especially even ones I've interviewed on this podcast, they all, all have some sort of, at a high-performing level, they all have some sort of exercise regime going on. Yeah. So it's very cool. But I didn't know that you were, you were, you were a Black belt, um, yeah, or coming or to be a black belt. It's pretty cool. So you want to be it before you hit fifty? You want to be a that's black belt? the plan. I broke my foot oh. um, last year, which uh, I think it was last year, which set me back um, nine or ten months because yep. that's how long it took to recover. Yeah, yeah. It takes a bit longer as you get older. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the thing is, I didn't break it by fighting anyone. I just broke it doing that. They they call them a spinning hook kick. So I was spinning on the ground, and my body spun but my foot didn't so my foot stayed oh it's like falling off a horse with your foot yeah, still yeah. stuck in the stirrup so, <laughs> and and so the embarrassing thing is i wasn't even Doing in a fight to, uh, to claim hey look yeah, i broke need, my foot kicking you, someone you need to change that story yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey so so the finance game mm. uh, 31 years yeah mate, like seriously that's yeah. that's yeah you would have seen some changes right obviously oh, you started working huge. at trust bank yeah which yeah look that's the first bank i started banking with yeah. when i was a kid you know they yeah. used to come around of school they give you the wee notebook and you know then obviously now westpac but um mate you would have seen some massive changes right? huge huge changes and, and funny enough the little notebook thing and how I got into that was actually I just used to go into the bank to bank my money because I used yeah. to work actually every school holiday. So I'd, I'd always work. Yep. And so I'd take my money and my cheque that they'd give me and I'd bank it. And um, I just used to think, oh, I'd love to do that sort of role. Really? And yeah, as a teller. As a teller? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. And I went to Hornby High, actually, Scott, and this is quite funny. So I when I, uh, I did my a banking certificate and then I got a job at Trust Bank and um, I think it was 
trustee savings, but whatever it was back then. But anyway, it was trust bank. And um, my old principal came in and he said to me, oh, he said, oh, you've done well, considering you've come from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Pulled me Yeah. laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I'm just a teller. But yeah. anyway, so from there, I just oh, sort but, of moved but, through but the see, Look at that. A few years ago, like 30 years ago, that would have been mm. the thing to be doing, right? Yeah. Like working yeah. in the bank. Yeah. I remember my dad, he had an opportunity when he was a young fella. He could be, he could have gone to the bank or could have, could have been a freezing worker. Yeah. And he chose being a freezing worker um, over the bank. And we always had laughed about it at the end of the day, but he needed the extra money to help support his mum. Yes. His father had passed away. Yeah. Um, but we always said you could have been a bank manager, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and absolutely. back in the day, it was kind of like the bank was the place to go to. And it work, was, right? absolutely, because they always paid well. Yeah. And, and socially, it was great, you know. And but it's all changed now. Mm. Like the, like the the traditional bank manager that approves those loans back then, he can't approve anything anymore. Yeah. you know, and all that's changed, and it's all done by head office. So, the 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 role that it used to be is is no longer, um, which is a bit sad. So, but I think was it when I left about twelve might be 13 years ago, you know, there was a lot of things changing even back then, and even since then, it's changed a lot more. Yeah. But, it was just I just had enough. Did you um, did you like numbers at the end of the day, or was it no, the customer service no. aspect to it? The funny thing is, Scott, I was useless at maths at school. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, and it was not hard to work I out. Wish I'd deposit some more money with you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was I was terrible. It was never my strong point. Maths, yeah. funnily, I just enjoy people, and um, I think that's where my nice. success has come from. Mm. Is actually enjoying people because anyone can work out. Um, you know, with a calculator, the loan balance. And actually, Scott, I when I do my appointments, I still have my A4 pad. Yep. And I still have my same calculator that I used 25-odd years ago. So yeah, I yeah. still use that same thing. And I can look at that calculator, and it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But yeah. my fingers are so used to moving. that you know? Like just, and so I just do that on my appointments, and it's it's always been about the people. So, um, so you, obviously, you went from school to the – you weren't mm. doing any study, but did you do some study at all? No, I did study later on. Um, it, it's funny because I, I didn't feel or didn't want to go to university, mm. and I can't really recall why that was at the time. I, I know I worked a lot at – Hornby High. I used yep. to help out the caretaker and I'd work the holidays. I'd work after oh, school wow. as well. So I've always had that mentality. And I bought my first car when I was at school, yeah. um, at high school as well. And um, But I, yeah, I never, I, I don't think I really knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, and, and you always. Probably like a lot of people, yeah. right? And sometimes you still don't, yeah. you know, when you get yeah, to this yeah. age. And I think, <laughs> I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves yeah. to to go, well, at school, you need to know what you're going yeah. to do as a career. Yeah. But, you know, as you grow older and mature and you have children, you get married, you know, your, your whole focus yeah. changes. And I, um, you know, I a part of me wished, like, I love psychology and what that mm. offers and, and that. And I wished, you know, you'd if you wound back the clock, I probably would have gone into that. But yeah. I wasn't ready for it. So yeah. it wasn't the right thing. So, yeah. I don't know, I, your life just flows as it flows, doesn't it? And, yeah. and you always going to have those, I wish I'd done this, I yeah. wish I'd done that, but it's just... You were pretty clear on what you wanted, though. You, you saw the bank yes. opportunity and went yes. for that, you know, and, and obviously, you know, like a lot of successful people that I've actually had on this podcast, started working early, mm. you, know, most, you know. Most of them haven't gone and got a degree or anything like that. No. They started early, uh, they don't mind working, they like working, and they get roll their sleeves up and get stuff done, you yeah. know. Um, and then you've got the other aspect to it, that you like people. And I mm. think that's fundamental to, to well, one, getting on in life, but also creating a successful business or and businesses, is you've got to have that people aspect to you. Yeah. Um, where did you learn that? Was that something that's just natural to you? or I, I, I think so. Mm. And I, I think sometimes it, it is one of those things that just comes naturally that, that you – because you can't learn to like people, I think, or like – do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you can have an, a very approachable nature. Yes. Or you can have a okay or you can have a non-approachable. But yeah. I think I've always had that approachable nature. Yeah. People have always found me easy to talk to. Yeah. Um, and even when I do – you know, I do a lot of uh, separations at, at – with my mortgage job, yep. um, you know, people separating and stuff like that. And they always find it easy um, to talk to me. And, I mean, having been through mm. it before always helps as well. And I yeah, yeah. I think those life experiences are, are quite handy when you are talking to people because it's it's all very relatable yeah. and you can share your experiences. And I'm always very open and honest with my experiences and, and good, good and bad and otherwise. 
And I think that's what people want, right? They yeah. want to relate to people. Yeah, they want, yeah. they want uh, to be, you know, understood. Yeah. They always say, you know, the best thing you can do is to be interested versus trying to be interesting. Yeah. And and a lot of people will look at me and go, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Like, well, take more interest in the person that yeah. you're talking to rather than trying to be interesting to them. Yes. Uh, and it's a, I always tell young people that too, that's a skill. Use these, less of this, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, because yeah. it'll get you a long way. Hearing so, is huge. Yeah. So mortgage broking though. Mm-hmm. So so like you obviously you go through the bank. You became mm-hmm. you end up becoming like a, a mortgage mobile mortgage yes, manager. Yep. That, that was like revolutionary back in the day, right? Like that it was, was great. That was um, something. It was my dream job. Yeah. When I was in the bank, wow. and that was what I strived for, and I worked towards. Um, I applied a couple of times, missed out a couple of times. Um, it was interesting. One of the um, managers in uh, she was like a senior manager in Auckland at the time, and I told her. That I was applying for this job, and she said, "Oh, she said you'd never be any good because I'm not a good salesperson." Oh, really? And uh, love that. Yeah, it's just quite interesting. And um, so, obviously, I ignored that and kept yeah. going. But when I finally got my role, um, you know, it wasn't actually about being a good salesperson. It was about getting on with people and just yeah. going back to that point again. And, yeah. And I think you know, I, I I did well as a mobile mortgage manager. And I think when I left the bank, I was number. I'm pretty sure I was like number three or number two in the country. Wow. Um, and so it's nice to leave on on those terms. Did, did you ever see her again? Um, well, she used to sign off my deals. We didn't send them up, so yeah, I did. Really? Um, and but she did left, we know the yeah. It was she was a hard case actually, but um, look, I appreciated her honesty and yeah. And sometimes that that honesty leads you yeah. where you need to go as well. Oh, I learned. I learned mm. early on. I didn't get a job when I was a young fella at Bond and Bond. And two weeks later, the guy rings me up and says, "You're still looking for a job." And I said, yes. And he said, well, come back in. So he came back in and he, he said, the reason you didn't get the job in the first place is because you came across like you didn't want it. Yeah. And that was a massive, that was a big turning point for me because yeah. I realized if you want something, you got to go get it. Yeah. You know, no, no one's going to come get it for you, right? Yeah. Like if you want it, yeah. you've got to go get it and you've got to show that you want it. Yeah. And that, that, that I, I vividly remember that. And that was a lesson that was hard to hear at the time. Yeah. But looking yeah. back, like five years later, I was like, wow, what it's, a great lesson. the best thing yeah, to, yeah. To, to happen yeah. to you because a lot can evolve from that. Um, and it was a guy called Merv Jaffray, actually, who took the risk on me. And um, I was still relatively junior, I guess, yeah. as a mobile at the time. And I trained with a lady called Judy Etlin. And um, we're all, uh, so, yeah, rest is history. What was the key then to getting to, into the top five? What's the key of like generating, like, because you're on the sales game still. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 is, what were you doing that was special? Because there's a, yeah. There's hundreds of brokers, right? Yeah, and not yeah. everyone's getting deals done, yeah. but you're in the top consistently. It's, it's just that approachableness, Scott, mm. I think, again, you know, because I do think about this because I'm not a hard sell. I don't yeah. push things down people's throats and I don't chase them. And I, yeah. and sometimes I think that suits people. It, it's a very stressful time buying a house. Yeah. And um, and I think for a lot of them, the last thing you want is someone to ring you every day yeah. going, have you made your mind up? Yeah. You know, yeah. Or have you done this? Yeah. Or have you done that? And it, yeah. And for someone like me, it actually puts me off. And I don't do that. And, and in some ways, I'm probably at the opposite end um, of that scale. And and look, it doesn't work for everyone. Like mm. my approach definitely doesn't work for everyone because some people want that person who's um, yeah. a go-getter or yeah. is just going to ring them every single day. And, and you know, uh, but that's just not me. So you, but it's that whole thing. You're never going to win them all. And yeah. Um, and but you found your people, right? Yeah, And correct. you were finding enough of your people. I and bet you were getting a lot of referrals. I get a lot of referrals. Yeah, I don't yeah. advertise on yeah. a mortgage business. Um, yeah. I don't feel I need to. Um, and it just comes in the door. Yeah. And it's interesting over time, I've, I've sort of evolved from looking after um, like the younger first-time buyer generation to now doing more sort of development deals, looking after businesses, um, nice. getting finance for them. And I find that really, really interesting. That's cool. And it's just, I, th- I think it just comes down to experience because yeah. when, you're, when you're sitting there in, in front of someone and they know you've been in the game for 30 years. So, so has that been a deliberate move or has that just been oh, osmosis of what's gone bit, over the I years? I think and, a bit of both. I yeah. mean, I'll still do the first home buyer stuff yeah. and, and I'll, I'm more than happy to help whoever sits in front of me, you know, whatever, whether it's a $100,000 yeah. deal or $1.4 mil or yeah. a $2 million deal. Um, but I, it's just, as I think as you grow and as you start looking after certain types of clients, yeah. they then refer those yeah, to, yeah. you know, totally. get to that sort of, yeah. um, and, you know, it's interesting because now I'm looking after the kids of some of the people that I've yeah. been loaned for, you know. That's cool. Just had an appointment the other day and I can remember them, I think they were about two or three years old and, and you go, well, you know, now they're buying a house <laughs> and I'm looking after them because they're awesome. parents' loan, you know, it's, and, and that sort of starts to come through too. That's so. very cool. What, um, like a lot of 
uh, people listening to this are business owners. What are some of the keys to getting business loans right now? Like we're 2023. Yeah, that's that tough at the moment. Like the banks are very tough um, mm. to deal with, with business Are they loans. just risk averse at the moment? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I think... You know, the, the reality is they make good money on what they're doing. Yeah. Um, they don't have to actually correct. go outside of it because no, they, they no know their lane, right? Yeah, that's exactly. So we, we approach other lenders or alternate lenders. There's a, yep. you know, there's a few out there. And I've sort of, you know, probably four or five years ago, I wasn't that big in that space, but yep. I've really embraced it now. Yeah. Um, because it's almost like the guys, the alternate lenders that you talk to now are like the, what the bank used to be. We yes. go in. Yes, yes. And it's all about. Um, relationships. relationships, correct? Yeah. yeah, and obviously that's not at a bank anymore. Yeah, there, yeah. there is no. Yeah, because if I can sit down and eyeball you and mm. have a discussion and get a feel for you, and it's kind of like, well, yeah, I'm going to back that horse yeah. because the guy and girl know what they're doing. Correct. And I've got one lender in particular. He always wants to meet them, and if he's happy, he'll do it. If he's not, he won't. Prima. And that's you know when I worked in the bank, that was what we used to do too. Yeah, because yeah, I used yeah. to be able to prove up to a certain limit, and I found yeah. like the people. Yeah, and I felt they were good for it. Then I'd do the loan, because the the reality is your gut is probably going to get you there most of the time. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to win them all. You, there are going to be some that fall over, and not not necessarily because of bad lending. It might be they've lost their job or or whatever, you know. But the whole idea f- and what's changed with the banking is that you, you know when I was working in the bank, you took they took you took the risk knowing that some were going to fall over. Yeah. But now they take the risks on the basis they don't want any to fall any over. Any to fall over. So, so very risk averse, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, but the alternate lenders are wonderful because you can ring them up and go, this is the deal. What do you think? And they go, well, look, if we do this, this, and this, we can make it work for Nice. Them. And that's great. That's so, a good insight, right? Because a lot of business owners and, a lot, you know, a lot of just we just used to learn, learn, dealing with the banks. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know. There's other opportunities out there. So, and, you know, what would you say to someone who's maybe been turned down from the bank and yeah. looking for other opportunities? But you start start looking. I think go to a broker straight away, to be yeah. honest. And I think, um, and there's a lot of good ones out there. And it's just more, the, the key that I find in how I sell it to my clients is they do one application with me. Yep. And from that one application, I've actually probably got access to thirty or forty different lenders. Nice. So I don't need they don't need to do a new application for every yeah, single yeah, person. Yeah. And that makes it easy. And then on top of that though, they get my thirty years worth yeah. of experience and they get it for free. I think that's the big thing for me. Like I was talking to one of my team the other day about she was looking at um some some finance and stuff and she's had a real runaround with mm. some some brokers and then she's gone to this one person through a friend who's a little bit older. Probably yeah. the same age as us, you know, and just has that experience in yeah. the industry and knows, and I've also um, has worked in the bank like you, so knows what the bank yes. wants. Yeah. And I think that's a massive difference when you know what, what the lender's looking for, even with the alternative side of things, when you yeah. know what they're looking for, you can present a better picture. Yeah. And in the day, that's what they're looking at, right? They're mm-hmm. looking at that, like, what's the risk and, and the Correct. picture of who they're lending yeah. to. So that's a, and, it's an interesting. And we know where to send it, you know? Yeah. Like, we'll get it on the yeah. desk and we're not going to waste our time. Yeah, most of them because we know they yeah. don't do it. Yeah, um, so we just then pick the ones that we feel are the best fit because you don't you don't want all these banks and people doing credit checks on you. You know, it doesn't look good no. from the point of view. If you if you're a lender and you're the sixth person that's done a credit check on these particular people, you're going to want to know why the other five yeah. haven't approved it. Nice, and then yeah, all true. of a sudden you're on a, you're on the back foot. On the back foot. So you don't want to officially submit that deal to every single lender. That's you, a good you, takeaway there for you, listeners. Yeah, you've got to. Um, <laughs> You know, I think some people think us as brokers that we just fire it on out to everyone, is but it's it, actually not the case. Is a credit score thing in New Zealand? Is that a thing? Like, is it that, is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is a credit score, and it's just changed slightly. So but prior, if every time you had a credit check done, it would actually lower your, your credit, credit score. Yeah, I did hear that. And that's why we were very reluctant to send it to too many banks yeah. and too many places. So we would make the, the decision based on what our experience and what we know. I, I I think I read somewhere that that's just changed slightly now where you can have as many credit checks as you like and it's not going to affect your credit score. But that's but that's probably not the key. The key is that the bank can still see who's done credit uh, who's checks, checks on, on you. you. Yeah, and you, you want to keep that to a minimum. Yeah. Um, if you can, because it just doesn't look good for um, loan applications yeah. at all. Okay. Hmm. So... You know, I, I guess, you know, that whole whole finance thing is an interesting one. But what I found interesting was your dream job, but you left it. Yeah. <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> I think you just have these uh, moments, don't you, I suppose? Yeah. I don't know. Like I, like, I left, like, while I was at the bank as a mobile mortgage manager, I was studying psychology because yeah. that, you know, at, at school, Scott, I wasn't an A student. 
I probably wasn't even a B student. Wouldn't have been in my class. (laughs) No, obviously not. (laughs) Um, And I wasn't even really a B student, to be fair. And, you know, and I studied hard to get any Bs that I actually did end up getting. Yeah. And But when I did psychology, I used to get As. So it was easy for me. And I'd love reading about it. I'd read the textbooks as if they were books. Just a book to sit down and read because it was really interesting. And so I started my... um, psychology papers the bank paid for them funnily enough because i was able to talk them into the fact that it was beneficial to my yeah, job yeah, because yeah. it's understanding True. people and then i thought oh, it's taking too long i'm going to leave the bank and finish my psychology degree because yep. i'd love to sort of go down a sports psychology type oh, of nice. yeah, but yeah. being that i had family and and everyone to support i thought i'll do a part i'll be part-time mortgage yep. broking and i'll finish off my um, study at, at Canterbury University, and that, and so I went did that. So the first six months, I did a few more papers. Had an absolute ball because there was no stress or no pressure. Yeah. I was just going to classes, and you know the old fella sitting in the room type of thing. <laughs> and then, but my mortgage business got busier and busier and busier. Oh, wow. And then I thought, well, and then we we um, my wife at the time got pregnant, and so there's another child coming, and it's like oh. I'm probably just going to have to embrace this mortgage thing yeah, yeah, here yeah. while I, okay. and so I parked the psychology. Now, I still haven't finished my degree um, because the business has obviously got so busy yeah, now yeah. that I don't have time to do that. And then, of course, that's just evolved into doing other other things as well that, that have taken up my time. And then even though, um, you know, I've got, I've been divorced and, and I've got the kids, it's, so it's sort of, your life just changes, doesn't it? Yeah, it changes yeah. constantly. And, and I'll still finish my degree. Um, as I'm going to finish my um, black belt as yeah, I started, yeah, yeah. you know, 30 yeah, yeah. years ago, and I'll still finish my degree. Whatever happens with that, I don't really know. Yeah. But it's just uh, it's just something that I really want to do, and um, it just, it's probably more a private enjoyment, I think, than than for me to go. You know, I'm I'm a black belt. I, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't no, no, ever no. want to use it. Yeah, I don't ever want to use yeah. it. I don't ever want to. I've been yeah fights um, competitions. Yeah. But I don't ever want to use it outside of that, and that yeah. was never the, the goal. But I must admit, it does give you a little bit more confidence when you're wandering around. <laughs> wandering around. But, it, but it's cool that, like, obviously priorities came in, right? So, yeah. you, you know, you good children, yeah. you know, and, and wife, and then obviously things start happening. Was it a certain time of, like, was was it booming in the economy as far as, is that why the mortgage broking started taking off? Or was uh, it, once again, people started getting referrals? Referrals. What, what I did was when I left... Um, because it was a restrained trade, basically, but they're always incredibly hard to enforce yeah. restrained trades. And because it was my bread and butter, that the bank was never going to stop me from doing mortgage yeah. broking. Um, but I just set up a very basic website, to be honest, and it was just because even even back then, people would Google search to find you. Because yeah. they'd ring the bank and they go, oh, he's left now. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then they'd probably go, I wonder where he is. And then they'd Google yeah. search me and yeah. they'd say, I'm a mortgage broker. And then it would all come back, yeah. flowing back through that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it was just purely that simple thing of a basic website, being able to Google search me and find me online. And that, and that's how that grew. Because yeah. I couldn't contact the clients um, or wasn't allowed to anyway, but a lot of them had become friends over Good time. people find, like, found you, right? Correct. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, you started your own business, and what was it called? Focus Financial yep. um, at the time. And, and uh, that whole idea of focus, it's... Uh, um, they're actually Zen stones, and and so the focus symbol was Zen stones leading to a target. So the target, of course, was buying the house. So it's just following those Zen stones in a in a comfortable way, almost yeah. or a relaxed way. Do you know, like it's don't, I don't ever want it to be a stressful um, um, time, and that's, that's why cool. I try and take all that stress away. Yeah, yeah. So that's where that focus symbol came from. That's awesome. And I've just kept it. It's just the logo stayed the same. The um, the font stayed the same. Everything's still exactly the same. But obviously that means something to you. Yeah. And, and this, it obviously and still does with your it, philosophy it and does. the way you treat people. Correct. Exactly right. And I never wanted to be Brent Animal Mortgages or anything like that. Yeah. So you, you, there are a lot of people who do that, and it was never. I think at the time I thought, well, I, I don't want it to be about me because if I decide to leave, yeah. then... You know, I've got it's all got, about you. Yeah, <laughs> correct. But actually, now I've actually got a business to sell. Yeah, and it's called Focus, and it's got value to it. Mm. And it's not necessarily. I mean, it, it is about me, but it's not. And I, it sounds weird saying that, but people are coming to Focus now. Yeah, and if they get someone else, then yeah, that's okay. That is cool. Um, 
I reckon that's kind of like the ultimate, right? Like you can build a business, but then you build an infrastructure and an ecosystem mm. around you yeah. that, that it's not about you anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think you have to work hard on that as well, right? Yes, you have, have to be prepared to let go. Yeah. Uh, have some good systems and processes and, and, and really, you know, enjoying letting people um, take the reins. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I do struggle to let things go, um, to be fair. Yeah. So, but it's, it's yeah. Would I'm you say that's one of your weaknesses? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I probably try and take on too much, and I and I I think when you get let down sometimes in the past, you want to do those jobs yourself. Yeah, and it's not actually good for you to do that. So you know, because not all yeah, people, yeah, yeah, not yeah. all people are bad. No, you know? and no, we'll talk about some bad people. Soon, yeah, yeah. Not all people are bad. No. <laughs> um, but I probably do take on too much and I need to let go of some of it and yeah. put a bit of faith in, in other people doing those roles. So I'm very lucky to have Sue who works yeah. for me. She's amazing. Um, she's got a business banking experience. She's lovely to deal with and and clients will quite often ring her nice. um, rather than speak to me. Which That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice. so let's, and, let's, yeah. Like, let's talk about a wee bit of, um, now about some of the other things you've got involved with because mm. you haven't just like – just been doing mortgage broking and you actually you know you got into the into this um tanning business and, yeah. and you um i just think it's a fascinating story like obviously we've talked a wee bit about it and we run now the marketing side for mm-hmm. for the bronze goddess and like you've done successfully well there but but it always it wasn't that way you, you no. come across a few bad actors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i think it was about um gee, i'm trying to think probably about 10 years ago yeah that, um it was in a loan appointment, actually, and I met a young couple, and they'd set up a tanning salon, and they had they asked after some time if I wanted to invest with them, yep. and um, I actually originally said no, um, and I wished and to a part I'd followed my gut at yep. that time, but what was your gut um, saying? It was just I was really uncomfortable yeah. with it all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, but anyway, I got talked into it, so I did it, and the the those. Tanning salons grew over time. Yep. Um, I can't remember how many there were, but we about four or five in the end. But um, it's just the environment wasn't great and I was unhappy with how it was proceeding and I was yep. unhappy with how the other directors were um, doing business. Yeah, were they cutting corners? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, which in your industry, the banking industry can't cut corners, it's, right? It's you it's know? De- very detrimental. So you've come from like, hey, yeah. this is the way you do it, and all of a yeah. sudden you've got like, people cutting corners, which is when your role and my mortgages are based on honesty, um, and you're involved in another business that doesn't have that same yeah. um, model. It's it's it can actually adversely affect yeah. my mortgage business. So, but also like. Morally, values wise, oh. you had them spinning out of control. Yeah, right? yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I was talking to this this week about to, to some people, and I actually created a podcast on it called Trust Marketing. Yeah. And look, in every industry, there are the rogues that that looking to cut corners and mm. will do stuff. And you know, even I had a couple of conversations this week about the people in those industries that do it. Every industry has them. We have them in the digital marketing industry. You know, and, and it's interesting that they come along, and it's like. How do they get away with it? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it blows me away. Stop. I just can't believe it. Yeah. You know, it blows and, me away that they can get away with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so, okay. You're, you're, in, you're obviously invested. You're yeah. in the business. Yeah. What, 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 what starts to go on? Because obviously, you know, you would, you as a person would have started to feel bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it, stress and all that sort of stuff. Very much stress. And, and going through a divorce at the same yeah. time um, wasn't helpful. And it, yeah, it was, it was too stressful for me. Um, I was unhappy with how it was going, but unfortunately, I'd invested a lot of money in yeah. it, and it, I sh- it was something that I'd, I could have either just walked away and not not worry about the money and just gone, look, I don't want yeah. to do this anymore. I'm yeah. out. Um, so my only out clause at that time, or the way to get out of it, was to take over two of this existing salons that were okay. already there, and. So that's sort of, and that was almost a replacement for the money yep. that I'd put in. Okay. Um, so I took over t- two salons. That one was Ilam yep. and the other one was Wellington. Now, we had an arrangement for the first 12 months that I would continue to trade under that same brand. Okay. So you're almost, um, um, what do you call it? It's, um, anyway, I, I, I kept the name. I was allowed to use it yep. and operating under that brand. Did uh, you see strength in that, or, or was well, you couldn't change it? Like, I, 
it's probably a bit of both, I yeah. guess. I saw strength that it was good to keep that name going. Yeah. Um, but it was very hard to change it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me to rebrand those at the time, well, this is how I felt at the time, to be honest. Yeah. It would have been a bad idea. Yeah. I actually think it probably would have been a good idea now. Yeah, yeah. Back, yeah. But hindsight, yeah. eh? Hindsight. <laughs> hindsight, I heard, mate. I heard something the other day and I thought, <laughs> oh, my God, this is so true. You know, um, best decisions are made in hindsight, right? Yes. Like you look back and you go, oh, that was a, Jesus, what did I do that? Or, well, oh, that was a great decision, yeah, you know? It's so just, yeah, anyway, you do yeah. on those things yeah. but I try not to now um, and you you pop it down as learning experiences mm. and so took over those two but then the 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 owners of the brand I guess um, this was a real kick in the guts they set up a new salon within my you have an area yeah. like when I signed up there was a Australia trade area so that they couldn't set up any salons yeah. within my yeah. but they did and then they proceeded to tell everyone we'd closed and that everyone, you know, marketing to all their database. Yeah. And it, yeah. was, it was quite devastating, yeah. actually. Um, because that's the, what rogues do, right? Yeah. Like they don't care about anything no. else apart from themselves. It, it and, had a massive effect on me and yeah. my family at the yeah. time um, and the kids. And I didn't really realise the effect on the kids until later. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And the conversations that I've had with them and you feel... You feel quite bad that you've let that in to yeah, your family yeah, life, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, and you know we you try and keep a lot of that stuff away from your yeah. from your family, but I obviously didn't succeed in that. So that that was that was probably the toughest thing yeah. for me with some of the comments that the kids made, which I won't repeat. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it was terrible. So anyway, um, so when they did that, I had to rebrand. That was it was almost being forced to, yep. to rebrand at that time, and they didn't want me to continue anyway, obviously, because they wanted yeah. to then just take over and shut me out. And there was an existing um, salon called Bronze Goddess, which just did spray tanning. Yeah. And so I combined my two stores with um, the lady who owned Bronze Goddess at the time, and so then we rebranded the whole lot. So we had three. Bronze Goddesses, um, Wellington, Island, and um, in Merivar. So then w w the logistics of trying to do all that. And then, of course, um, I can't remember how long after that, but COVID hit. Yeah. And we're very reliant when you do spray tans, right, on events yeah. and weddings. Yeah, yeah. So when you don't have any of those, yeah, yeah. that's tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. And so we got hammered. <clears throat> so ultimately we, and financially it was very difficult at the time, we closed um, Wellington, a closed island, and we just kept Merivale ticking over. Mm. And um, I don't know, I think, I think that partnership at Bronze Goddess with those people only lasted about a year, and yep. then I took it over myself yep. and then pushed forward with it. It's probably just a lot of stubbornness, Scott, because I, I think of the money that I had invested even right from day one. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to lose it. Yeah. And you always got to think, well, are you throwing bad money after bad money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and do you just walk away and leave it? Or do you but, but fundamentally, forward? they're a good business, right? Like they, it's a they good will business. be, yeah. yeah. Like Miraval has always been quite solid, mm. and we've got good clientele in that. Um, I bought the Sydenham one off a liquidator. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, of the guy that, that the guy who I was in previous business with spectacularly went under. Yeah. And um, it's funny, he's been on a couple of TV <laughs> programs. <laughs> yeah. If you know a lot, the, the rogues end up, they end yeah. up on a, oh, I think it's Fair Go. Yeah, yeah. Definitely on that. If you do a Google search, you'll, yeah. uh, there's definitely a few pages there. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I bought the Sydney Salon off the um, liquidator and rebranded that. Yeah. And then, so that's now a, a bronze goddess. Nice. But the, the difference from what we're doing at Miraval to Sydney was we now offer waxing and beauty treatments, nice. like eyebrows, lashes, and things oh, like that. Good. Because that's actually a real key to surviving the winter. Yeah. So tans predominantly summer thing. Um, and with the winters, we needed other things to keep, uh, yeah. you know, ticking over. So I did that. While I was doing Sydney and rebranding it, um, the landlord at, at um, Waimari Road in Ireland, where, I, where we used to be, was asking if I'd come back. Oh, wow. Full so circle. I said no initially because I was one of the busiest Sydney. And I'm, I'm not, I would say... Like people say, I'm a risk taker, and I, maybe I am. I like to think I'm a bit more risk adverse. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I'm, You're calculating. Well, sometimes, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> not all the time. <laughs> I think. I think 
when it comes to calculation, you can you can calculate it, or you can go screw that. I'm yeah, into yeah. it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Let's yeah, just yeah, do yeah. it. Well, and I, yeah. I think you. I had that conversation with you once. I can remember ringing you when I was actually looking to do Islam, and I said, "Oh, Scott, I'm really nervous about it." And I think you just said, "Why? Yeah, what's the problem?" Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, like, and so I just did it. Yeah. Because if you can get, like, it's, when you look at some decisions, and I've learned this over over the years, like, you can make decisions, and look, if it's not a, if it's never going to take you out, then what's the problem? I always yeah. look at it, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Yeah. And, and like, if you can hand, if you can write down the worst case scenario, and then you can handle that worst mm. case scenario, then if you can get yourself to 51% of making that decision, then you just make the decision. Yeah. And, go for and then you go for it, and you commit to the strategy, because a lot of people, they, they stop you know, they, they just run it through the head too much and then all of a sudden they miss the opportunity. Yeah. You know, and I yeah, think yeah. and I think that's that's yeah. you know, if you can handle the worst case scenario, then just make the decision and then you back yourself. Yeah. And I think once you back yourself, uh you're away. You know? And that's exactly what I did. Mm. Um in part driven by that conversation with you. And I Hey, just if it goes wrong, don't beat me up. You collect off, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm coming to visit you, mate. There'll be, there'll be some serious conversations here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so but the, the what I love about Ireland and what really appealed to me was I had the option to create a bit more than just a salon. So yeah. I could create a beauty hub. And um oh, nice. so we had the option to take downstairs and upstairs. So I took both. And so we got spray tanning upstairs with teeth whitening. And I've just confirmed a barber, which is oh, um, brilliant, one, which is great. So he's going to go upstairs. And the whole idea of the barber was that as people are booking in, the, the the ladies are booking in for their beauty treatments, mm. they can book in their partners for nice. a haircut at the same nice. time. And downstairs we've got the lashes and brows. But and just off to the side of our salon, there was an ATM. Um, used to be an ATM machine, like a Westpac ATM brilliant. machine. And the the landlord was going to open that up and have it as a waiting area. But I decide, I said to him, look, can I keep it like it is? And he said, sure. And my son's actually doing this. He's putting a um, pole and wall coffee outlet oh, there. Brilliant. So it actually looks amazing. And do you know what? I'm so proud of him because he's he's 24, right? But he's built all the bench and stuff himself. Yeah, yeah, nice. He's put all everything outside. He's painted. He's arranged the permit from the council. He's got the machine oh, organised. Yeah, We're using C4 coffee. Brilliant. Um, it's just all, he's done it all himself. What's it going to be called? Um, it's going to be called the Coffee Hut. Coffee Hut. Coffee Hut. And that will open on Saturday week with the same time we're going to do a grand opening with our Island Salon. Island's been open for a few weeks now, but I learned from when I did Sydenham that, you know, we launched into it quite quickly, but um, the staff probably operated a wee bit differently to what our Merivale Salon did. So we just had to... I probably just wasn't quite aligned as yeah. what I should have been and just taking the time to ease into it rather yeah. than so. That's I'm, exciting though, eh? Like your son's yeah. gone into business yeah. 24. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, which is cool. He keeps saying that I pushed him into it and I said, no, that was, <laughs> this was your decision. I said, here's an opportunity yeah, and, he, yeah. and he wanted to take it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and, and good on him for doing that. Like the worst case for him, and as you talked about before with that 51%, you know, like if it doesn't work, he can just sell it. Oh, it's already seriously. set up. Um, yeah. But it, it will work. It's in the heart of Studentville. Yeah. There's students everywhere. Yeah. Um, we'll do some smoothies um, oh, and just other nice. bits and pieces. But it's so good because it's just, we we just want you there. They'll come and grab the coffee and then they'll go. Yeah. Sometimes the cafes and that struggle a little bit because of all the food offerings yeah, and yeah. the higher leases yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot going on, right? Minimal lease and just focusing on, on one thing, which is doing good coffee. Yeah. And I think if he gets that right, yeah. Um, he'll be fine. Yeah, I've seen models like that work. There was a couple that we used to go to in Walker Street. Yeah. Um, they just had a little half a container. Yeah. And the it's guy cool. just was pumping it yeah. out. Like, and people were coming from all over the place for coffee. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Hey, so if you look at back, if you look at some of the, you know, obviously uh, getting involved with these people and then them going rogue and, you know, obviously, what are some of the insights? What are some of the learnings when you look back now and you go, Far out. There's some really good takeaways. I, you know, I've, I've, you know, even though there are, it's a bad experience, mm. and and look, as I said in, in my podcast, look, there's bad people. Yeah, some people just have different morals. They yeah. have different values. They they think differently to the rest of us. And, yeah. and probably the person we're talking about doesn't even know the devastation he's caused other he, people. He, right? He he wouldn't know. No, and, and I don't think he believes it. And, but I don't think no. he truly understands the devastation he's caused me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but but what have you learned from that? Like, if you could, well. Like, at the time, um, you know, I I struggled and I really wanted to yeah 
I, I, Use your black belt. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, you know, and and a lot of anger, a huge mm. amount of anger there. And but it's it's interesting as time goes by, and you know, I've changed that to go and well, actually, this this is what I've learned yeah. from that. Yeah, yeah. And one probably to trust my gut a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, nice. sure And just be stronger. If if you don't if you don't like the feel of it or the look of it. And yeah. it just doesn't fit, then don't do it's it. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. Mm. Um, and, you know, and part of me also back then, a bit of a people pleaser, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to help everyone and I want to do yeah, the yeah. right thing and, and help people move forward and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, and I'm not saying you need to become selfish so much, but I think it's just more going, well, does it work for me or, or does it not? And yeah. It just, yeah. Look, I I don't have I did have regrets, Scott. Yeah. And I had them majorly. Um, but you know, now and this this is not even to do with uh, having the three salons, regardless of whether I've had those or not. Yeah. I think I've I've been able to process it and go, well, look, it was a bad experience, it lost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I'll recoup it. Totally. And um I've got plenty of time still to do that and I'll just keep pushing on. The one thing I find really interesting, like and when I talk, and I've talked about this a number of times, it's about reputation, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Um, you can go anywhere uh, and like do anything, and your reputation is strong, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, where these other people can't, no. you know, like they put anything up online, yeah, and and people are laughing at them, yeah, um, and yeah. think they're a joke, yeah, and and think they're just embarrassing, and and a lot of people dislike them, right? Yeah. And how would I just don't know how you can go to sleep at night. Yeah. That, right. You've yeah. ripped off a whole bunch yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, and whether you think you have or you haven't, the facts are you have. that, that you probably have, mm-hmm. and 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 it'll land in in some court someday that you have. But but you know, I remember I always remember my credit coach going, Scott, you've got a great reputation in town. I know there's some other people, and he, he was talking about a specific person has to go with one eye to open mm-hmm. when he has to sleep, mm-hmm. right? And you don't. I, I just yeah. always remember that. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, your reputation is everything. It's, it's huge. And you've got to yeah. sleep straight at night. You know? Yeah. Like, um, and I don't know how he does, but I think in, in his mind that um, it wasn't his fault. No. It was someone else's. Someone else's fault. So he, what he was doing was yeah. always the right thing, you yeah. know? And, um, <laughs> and I always find that hard to get my head around. But yeah. look, we're all different. And, you know, the, the, one, the one certainty in life is that every single person is different to the yeah. next one. Yeah. And um, we've just, you know, we'll come across them in our time and we deal with them the best way we can. But I, I guess moving forward, I'll be taking a wide berth yeah. on people like that. What a cool lesson, though. Like, you know, all the all the bad stuff that goes with it, you know, you've you've realised, hey, trust your gut. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that's really, really it's, cool. Yeah, still um, critical, I think. You know, and, and anyone who's listening, they probably have had those experiences, right, where where you know probably you should should have said no, but you just carried it on. And, yeah. you know, next time, hey, it's just no, it's not for me. Yeah. I always um, remember, like, Grant Cardone, he would say, he's a great sales guy in America, he'd say, um, I, I – I, I say no until I don't have to, or something mm-hmm. like that. It was like it was like just say no, or you know, yeah. it was like just put people off. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but obviously that guy came back and, and, and sold it. So when you look at okay, because you've got quite a bit of a team here now, you mm. know, like do you enjoy that side of the business too now? Uh, because yeah, like the staff are good. Like the the success for Bronze Goddess is is the staff mm. without a doubt. Because I'm not a um, beauty therapist or a beauty yeah. person, you know. Yeah, I just. Uh, I'm just there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've recently um, promoted one of the, the the girls to a bit more of an operations manager type nice. role. So just managing the the um, salons and and taking care of them, helping out with training and that sort of thing. So you know, sometimes we'll get um, queries through or the odd complaint, I'd, I, and I don't know how to respond to it because I'm not a beauty therapist. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, um, it's been an interesting transition because you're doing a business that you probably I'm not. I don't know 100% about, yeah. you know, so I'm yeah. more thinking of it from an outsider looking in. And the way I'm looking at Bronze Goddess is that there's a gap in the market, right, where people just want a well-priced treatment and they want to get in and they want to get out. Yeah. And they don't really yeah. want to fluff around too much yeah, in yeah. there. And they don't mind if there's no flash music playing in the background or whether you get a face massage or not, yeah. you know, like all of that sort of stuff because they don't yeah. have the time to do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And, and the reason for having the three salons is when we um, we just feel that it covers the the city and that 
And when we bought the Sydenham Salon off the liquidator, we also bought the database of that nice. particular person too. Oh, wow. And that was a large database. So to service that database, we just had yeah. to have that one more salon to 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 service it properly. Um, and hopefully that'll prove, you know, a good decision. It's interesting. Like, obviously, you spotted opportunities through the liquidation, liquidator yeah. as well. Right? Yeah. Like, you're smart enough to go, hang on, yeah. there's a deal to be had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is. And, and it helps if the liquidator is not a big fan of yeah, the person yeah. that he's liquidating. Oh, oh, the person's liquidating. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he'll do whatever yeah. needs to be done. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they, they need to get money in. That's and, good business, right? Like, yeah. They, they're, they're happy. You're happy. Oh. Um, and, and obviously, you know, like, you obviously still service because, you know, at the end of the day, the customers, are what you're looking after. You've yeah. got a great team there and yeah. you're looking after the customers. Yeah, exactly. And giving them what they want and yeah. what they've paid for. And I think yeah. that's a, you know, that's a, obviously a good business does that, right? Yeah, and you don't always get it right. and But it's just fixing those mistakes, you know. Like, it's it's interesting, you know, on, on the odd occasion we'll get someone who's complained and they'll complain because they've had a bad team. And I'll always offer them a, a refund. I'm always quite happy to, yeah. to do that. But, you know, most of the time they actually don't want it. No. Um, the refund, they just want to to be acknowledged yeah. that something yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's one in particular. She was so happy that I acknowledged it, and it was me that was acknowledging it. She just said, look, this is exactly what I was after. She said, I don't want my money back. Yeah, I was just nice. happy that you rung me yeah. and that we spoke about it. That's brilliant. You acknowledged it, and I'm happy. So I don't want yeah. my money back. Yeah. And And – and it's that sort of stuff as well, yeah. Scott, you know, just being there for the clients yeah. and look, listening. Yeah, listening. And, and look, sometimes it's actually not our fault. It might be yeah. someone else's fault. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we've provided a service. It hasn't delivered for them. Yeah. So we'll put it right. It. Yeah. But regardless That's of good the business. thoughts around all that. Yeah. And I think that that model or that way of looking at it, yeah. you know, and, and although things are, you know, we're still very much in our infancy of, of growing and stuff like that. Like, I don't necessarily intend to open any more stores. I've got, you know, it's funny, you do all the work to get to what you've got. Yeah. But you're actually only halfway there. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, you've yeah. actually got whole much more yeah, yeah. work yeah. now to do. Because yeah. you can't just go, I've done all these, I can yeah. just sit back and go, yeah. wait for the money to roll. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, that yeah, just doesn't yeah, happen. You've got to push harder. And correct. And so now you've actually got to push harder and get what you've got going properly. And I think a big part of that is just recognising those, those things and those people's grievances and their complaints and yeah. and acknowledging them and doing whatever you need to do to, to make it right. Yeah. And and then obviously working on your staff, building yeah. them up, promoting them, giving them opportunities, yeah. you know, and get, get everything, everyone focused in the right area. Mm. Obviously with three salons, um, now you've got economies of scale there a wee bit as well. Yeah. Like that, that starts to play in your favour. Yeah. Um, yeah, very interesting. Interesting. Hey, so let's change topic a wee bit now. Let's talk about mindset because, mm. you know, you went, went through, you've gone through a lot of stuff, mm. right? And, and obviously, you know, um, how did, how did you, how did you get through from a mindset perspective? Because I think, you know, as a business owner, there's a lot of, there's always a lot of stress, yeah. um, you know, as a business owner, there's always things going on and, and Hey, look, sometimes, you know, obviously you, know, you don't want to bring it home and all that type of stuff. Mm. How did you deal with those situations? Because there'll be people listening right now that are going through stressful yeah. situations. Yeah. So maybe share some of your insights and how, how and, you got through and how that helped. And I didn't do it well, if I was to be honest, to begin with. And, yep. um, but you learn over time and you, I, I always used to worry about the kids, you know, and, and bringing stuff home and things like that and, and trying to um, make sure they're not exposed to that. But, there's that element of it, but there's also the other element that they, it's a learning thing for them too. Yeah. So they can see that dad's not happy. Yeah. yeah. And they can understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like sometimes my daughter, not so much anymore, because she's 18 now, um, but th th they would go, well, dad, I can see you're not happy. They could feel it. They eh? can feel it. And oh, they go, wow. what can we do? What can we do? Because maybe they thought it was them, right? They, well, sometimes yeah. they do. Most of the time they knew it was this other person there yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I had trouble with. Um, and But, you know, I think it helped them grow as well yeah. as, as as kids. And, and I, so I struggled for a while. But, yeah. but, but being that, you know, I enjoyed my psychology and the human mind and yeah. the way that it works. I did you have of, to lean into that? Yes, I did very much so. And yeah. I pivoted back to, to books that would help me, you know, and yeah. – and, and, Exercise, and we talked about my yeah. martial arts and stuff, absolutely critical yeah. to it. Sleep, um, the book by um, Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker, that, that was a bit of a game changer yeah. for me. 
because you you would you, you know I used to take a bit of pride in thinking oh, I'm working till eleven and I'm up at five you know okay. and, and yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah. through everything because I'm doing yeah. that but not realizing that it was actually quite detrimental yeah. to my to my health and and not exercising and so what were some of the key takeaways of around why we sleep so basically that that sleep is your superpower yeah and. This actually came from LeBron James. It didn't actually come from Dr. Wow. Matthew Walker. But th- he said, if you could take a pill, right, every day yep. that helps you reset your body, yep. puts you in a good frame of mind, mm. then you would take it. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah. And you I would guess. take it. You know? I thought of that, right? That's And awesome. so he, LeBron James is big on sleeping. And when he goes away and when he yeah. travels, um, He's got a very tight schedule. Everything's blacked out yeah. in his room, you know, no light coming through, things like that. So he's very focused on getting the right amount of sleep for his wow. body. Now, they say that's sort of between seven and eight hours, um, and it's probably about right. I think it, we vary a little bit. Yeah. But also sticking to your sleep schedule. So going to bed at 10, getting up at 6. Wow. You know. Okay. And I don't – my phone is in a different room. So yeah, same. It's, it's just – Having the bedroom as a bedroom, I guess, yeah, yeah. and not um, bringing all the back of the day. You had like a TV in your yeah, room. yeah. You brought your phone in, and I'm not like, big on that. No, um, uh, and so, but in reading Doctor Walker's book, you know, and he said, "Well, if you have missed two hours sleep for that day, it's just as bad you driving as what it is if you're yeah, heard that. drink driving, you wow. know, and and all these things and all these studies that have come out, and wow. so you know, I, I really pivoted a little bit and focused on that as, you know, because sometimes when you stress, you don't sleep well. So were you a bad sleeper? Like, were you um, starting to wake up and all that sort yeah, of stuff? Yeah, I, I was. Yes, I was. And um, and it's just trying to shut your body down an hour before you actually go to bed. Okay. And it could be just... Was that the key to it? Um, it was part of the key to it. Um, the other part was doing more exercise yep. as well and just changing my diet a little yep. bit and... I love my treats, um, Scott, and I'll always have them. Um, Mum's baking, absolutely divine. You know, always will be, won't it? Yeah. No one can bake like Mum can. Yeah. And so, you know, and she brings around baking and stuff like that. And I still have McDonald's every, you know, uh, every fortnight with my son. It's yeah. a treat. And and you have your cheat days and stuff like that. But but all in all, I have led a relatively balanced diet. And I think yeah. that played a part of it too. Because some, I think sometimes some foods you have, you don't realise how how much it upsets your yeah, system, yeah, yeah. but also stopping not eating after eight o'clock. Yep. Because you your digestive system, if you eat and then go straight to bed, your digestive system's working yeah. during the night. Yeah. And so that's not helping you yeah. either with your sleep. I mean, people can go, I've been in bed for eight hours, but they might have only had two hours of decent sleep. Decent sleep. So yeah. it's just trying to do more things and that book's and really good at it to 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 help me do that. So I find I'm actually not a bad sleeper now. I had, mm. a, I had a actually had a bad sleep the other night, but I just had a wee nap during the day, caught up, and then I had a good sleep last night. So it's just yeah. you're not always going to get it. Yeah. You know, you're not always going to get those good sleeps, and don't put that pressure on yourself to do it. But I think that was a real key because yeah. it just makes you if you just feel better to approach the day, to attack the day. You, your thinking's better. You're you're probably a lot calmer, yeah. I would imagine, as well. So that was a real key. So it was sleep, exercise, and eating. Sleep is exercise. what I focused on. Nice. Yeah. And and obviously, you know, from a mindset perspective, obviously reading is a big part for you. Oh, like, I love yeah. reading. Yeah. yeah, it's massive for me. And because yeah. everyone thinks, well, how do you find the time? Well, you know, I I um I normally read about two or three books at the same time, and I do that because. It, I've got a Kindle, which is just the best thing in the yeah. world. And it just depends what I feel like reading. But for the most part, at night, I love my um, um, fiction um, books. And so mainly murder mysteries. Oh, wow. Or um, ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just something about ninjas and Brilliant. and and um, or the, the SAS guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, I that, love that, that stuff. You know, I really enjoy those stories, and, but but I do that because it just relaxes my mind before bed. You know, it just yeah. makes you smile because you're reading something you're enjoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm reading, um, I think it's So Anyway uh, by John Cleese, and I sort of, and when I sit down during the day and have a coffee or whatever, I normally yeah. get that out and I'll read that. Oh, nice. And I've got a podcast, uh, not a podcast, it's an audible book oh, yeah. um, that I'm <clears throat> listening to, and I normally listen to that when I take the dog for a walk, and that's called, I think it's called Outlive by Dr. Peter... Um, can't remember, but anyway, that's really interesting because he he's actually talking 
similar to what I do, and, and this is why I'm enjoying it so much. And what he is, he's going, well, there's no point. You've got to stop the illness before it happens. And so it's about looking after yourself now to stop you getting to a point where you're unwell and you've got yeah. to take all this medication. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you can do a lot of things now that will limit that um, those sicknesses later on. Nice. And that is your diet. And that yeah. is your sleep. He's big on sleep. Um, and that is um, exercise. So his two big ones, I think, out of that are actually the exercise yeah. um, and the and the sleeping. And exercise is important, especially weight training as, as you get a little bit older, yeah. like, like we are, Scott, I guess, yeah. that you've got to keep those weights up for yeah. your muscles and everything else, but also getting the cardio in as well. Yeah. I think it's really, really important. Yeah. I do swim as well. Um, I enjoy my swimming. I probably do that once or twice a week sometimes, um, depending on you know how much time I have. But swimming's probably one of those exercises that it'll wear you out, but it's it's not hard on your hard muscles on your and muscles. it's not hard on your yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I couldn't swim about eight, seven, eight years ago. Like I remember as a kid going to the swimming pool and throwing a tantrum. Mum wouldn't was too nice to throw me in the pool, right? She wouldn't. <laughs> do it. So I never actually learned how to swim. And then it would have been about eight years ago. I decided that I needed to do it. Yeah, because yeah. Because what had to save the kid's yeah, life. So, totally. And it, and it also had happened that not long before that, um, when I was out in the boat, it actually sunk. So oh. we had to get to the, you know, so it was all panics and going, how am I going to get to the, you know, <laughs> to the beach because we're out in the sea and all this sort of stuff. So anyway, I went to um, Jelly Park and attempted to do some lengths, and I couldn't, I couldn't even do a quarter of a length. And there was a guy there, and um, he came over all these lanes, and he came over to me and said, oh, you're having some trouble. And I said, yeah, I don't know how to swim. And he goes, well, I can see that. So Brilliant. he taught me. That's awesome. And so I used to see him every Sunday, and he taught me how to swim. And I've done ocean swims. So yeah, I've swum good. from one side of Auckland Harbour to the other. And that oh. would be one of the things I'm so proud of. Yeah, yeah. Not knowing how to swim, to actually swimming. Swimming. The Auckland Harbour from one side to the other. That's so awesome. You can do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah. can do it, and I'm very comfortable with my swimming. And you feel, I feel I can just keep going. Now yeah, yeah. That, that it's not really a, a drama. And obviously, I've swum in the oceans. We've, we've, I've done about four now ocean swims, and you know, you've got some pretty. So you'll be down, and you can't actually see anything until you pop back up again on the thing. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it can be wow. quite nerve wracking. But you know, that's one that's thing. That's so cool. Yeah, one thing I'm actually quite proud of. I don't sort of get. You know, sometimes you don't sit there enough and think about what you've achieved. But yeah. it, that is one thing I'm quite proud of that I've done um, is my swimming. And, you know, that hard case that someone like saw you and goes, you know, what? yeah, help that guy. <laughs> well, he used to do it to everyone, apparently, but oh, he took like, shine to me awesome. in particular. And um, I we see all need those kind of people in our oh, lives, right? You, you know, know, like, do you know what, Scott? People used to get pissed off with him, right? right? Because they were thinking, oh, what do you know? Yeah. Why, yeah, why yeah, are you yeah, telling me yeah. how to swim? Yeah. You know, and it's that whole arrogance thing. Whereas yeah. I was fully open to, to whatever he had to yeah. teach me. You know, and he's become a friend. That's and awesome. And he, he made, just literally saved my life one day. Yeah, All yeah. my kids. All your kids. Because he's taught he's me. He's taught me how to, you know, or, or you say someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's really hey, cool. Man, this has been a great chat. And it's hard, to, you know, we're 50 minutes now, 55 minutes has been awesome. I want to put you on the spot, though, um, because you've got a wealth of experience. You know, you have 31 years in, in finance industry. You've got, you know, successful businesses. I want you to think back and the advice you give your 25, 24-year-old son, what are five things you'd do to, if you were starting your business again, yeah. knowing what you know now, what are five things you'd do? Well, actually, I actually had this conversation with my son the other day because cool. he, you know, he's nervous about what he's doing. Yeah. And my first word of advice to him was, if you're not nervous, it's not going to work. Yeah. Oh, good. You, you need to be nervous. Be nervous. Because if it all flows smoothly and yeah. everything's fine, then... Yeah, something's not right. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You've, you've got to be nervous to make yeah. it work. Yeah, because you, you think you learn you learn more from your like when things are friction. Oh, like abs- friction there, absolutely. You learn more, right? Yeah, no, yeah. nothing is ever going to go yeah. smoothly in yeah. life. And yeah, you know he he's done well. He's he's safe for his first home, and everything's been relatively smooth for him. Yeah. So this is this is throwing him in the that's deep good. end. Good. And I'm be really, nervous. Really, be nervous, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, great um, advice. Make sure you've got. Um, and you talked about it before, an in, in out clause. Yeah. Um, and we talked about his out clause, and that is um, if he had to sell. Yeah. Could he sell it? Yes, he can. Yeah. Would he get his money back? Yes, he will. Yeah. Um, the third thing that I talked to him about was making sure you cover rent and wages 
for two months with no income. Okay. So if you yeah, earned yeah. Nothing, nothing at all, yeah. zero, you've got to make sure you've got that yeah, investment yeah, two, two to, months. to make that work. Obviously, he's going to earn something. Yeah. But, but there's a bit of backstop there. Correct. You know? he's, he's got that in the in the background. Um, what else did I talk to him about? Is that Scott? That was That's three. three. Some really good ones there. Like, you know, obviously be nervous. That, that, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Hey, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay, it's to, okay, be okay, to, be, okay yeah. to be nervous because, you know, it tells me if you're nervous. And, you know, people ask to get nervous before going on speaking on stage. Of course you do. Yeah. You know? But if you didn't get nervous, you wouldn't do the prep beforehand, no. you know. Um, and, and I like the out clause, you know. Like I like the, that, hey, well, what is that worst case scenario? Yeah. And can you handle it? And okay, that's what we do. There's what we have. If we have to get out of this, here's what we're going to do. And then obviously covering covering your rent and covering your wages. That, yeah. Well, that makes sense, right? And you know, like, yes, it does. And that's really, really important too. And a mentor, actually, because yeah. you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be um, me for him. Yeah. Um, and I'm using him as an example because we have just had this conversation. But, you know, Harry, um, C4 Coffee, been amazing. Yeah. So there's a um, mentors there for him. Brilliant. And there's another guy, and I just can't remember his name, but he got the coffee machine off from Chris Urena, actually. It was, oh, yeah. And, and Chris, um, you know, wealth of experience in the yeah. industry. Hey, so good. Harry's just learning off him as well. And I just say, just use these guys. Yeah. I'm going to say use. It's not like you're, yeah. you know. Soak it up. Soak it up. Take everything you possibly can yeah. for them because that what you learn here. Can be applied somewhere yeah. else, and you, and and think about the future. So now he's, um, you know, he's going well. If this works, I've just set this coffee place up for ten grand. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I replicate as little spot somewhere yeah. else? Yeah. Um, but and I think that's great. Always looking forward, but I've said to him maybe not straight away. Yeah. Don't do what I do. Yeah. Don't learn from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think mentors is probably an understated thing in, you know, um, it's one of the reasons I created this podcast, yeah. right? I've got amazing clients, amazing customers. Um, I'm learning from them, mm. you know, but I want other people to learn from them yeah. too, you know. I believe success leaves clues, you know. So, so you know, having someone that's gone before you that can actually help you is a yeah. big thing. And I think a lot of times in New Zealand we're, we're – you, we we're not pre- we're not prepared or we don't ask. But the challenge, the, the thing I find exciting is, you know, successful people, and this is the coolest thing I've learned in, in business. Successful people actually want you to be successful. Yes. And then when they become your friends, they really want you to be successful yes. because they want to do the things that you're doing, and they want you to come on the trips that they're going on. Right. So they need you to be successful, and they I think do. that's really really cool. And so so. You know, ask people. You know, ask them. Be curious about how they did stuff. How what 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 did they do there? What did they do there? And then when they give you an idea, implement that idea. Yeah, absolutely. And then go back and say, Hey, John, I did that idea. Yeah. Hey, Chris, you know what you said about that coffee machine? I did this and this. I've done it. Yeah. You know, and they'll get a kick out of that because that's the feedback they're probably not getting. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they want to hear. You know, they want to know that. You know, most people, if they give something. And and it works out. They they love to know. They'd love the, to know the, the the feedback. And and um, I mean, these guys have been amazing for him. And I think, you know, hopefully he he takes it all on board. Um, yeah. And as I said, he will come across people that that are not in it. They yeah. don't want to share the success. Yeah. With with other people. But there's um, enough people out there that will. Correct. That's um, exciting, eh? Twenty four yeah. years. Like oh, I think there's some great advice there for anyone listening. Um, whether you're twenty four or fifty four or sixty four, there's some great advice there uh, around starting a business. And I think we live in a time now where you can start a business. You know, yeah, like, anyone can you know, do it. Anyone can do it. There's, there's opportunities abound, yeah. and you just got to find them. And yeah, and it is just taking that risk, isn't it? That next step to yeah. do it. You know. Um, you just said, what's the worst that can happen? I yeah. suppose if everything just falls over, I'll go and get a job. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I think I've become unemployable. <laughs> yeah. we, we had a thing the other day in our office, and, and I know like we were talking about what you're passionate about in your career, and, and I I thought about it, and I thought, I can't talk about this, but but I'll talk about it here, is that I'm passionate that I'm unemployable. Mm. I, I don't mm. think I could work for anyone else, no. and I don't think anyone else would really want me there. No, probably not. Because i just caused too much havoc. <laughs> Of course, cause cool enough havoc as it is here, but um, but you know, like being passionate about things is, mm. I think, it's really, really important oh, too. Huge. So, and yeah. and I know, you know, one thing I love about your conversation and, and listening to you is you're really passionate about your customers. Mm. You're really passionate about you know helping people, whether it's your customers, your team, you know, your clients. You're passionate about that, and I think that's a really, it's a really cool thing. Uh, if you're in business, you know, you don't actually, you don't have to sell heart when you just no. have when you care about people. No, you know, and and as I said to the staff the other day, you know. 
I just want <clears throat> Goddess to be as successful as it is and as it can be. Yeah. I know it can be. And, yeah. And I said, I'll share in that success with you. You know, like. Yeah, that's and, exciting. And that's, I'm not just expecting them to work for no reward, you know, like I. I um, it is, as I said before, it is all about them, and I'll share my successes with them, as I have done in the past. Yeah, and we've had good weeks and and good months, and I'll just give them random bonuses. And and you know, when I had Bron, when we just had the one salon, it was just a surprise. You know, we had a good week. Here we go. Thank you very much for all your nice. work. You know, and um, and I still want to continue to do that because it just keeps them engaged and happy. No, that's awesome. Yeah, what a what a cool. what a great story. I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing it with uh, the audience. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before we leave no, and wrap this good. up? Thank you, Scott. No, Much appreciate like it. This, I really appreciate it. Yeah, this has been this has been awesome because uh, you know we've been we've known each other and been mm. friends for probably I don't know maybe twenty years. Yeah, that probably. Each other, you know, probably. Uh, BNI days. Was yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, it's been great to see your journey and see where you've come from and 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 you know obviously. Learning that you're a black belt made me slightly <laughs> nervous today, um, but but Not quite a black yeah. belt, Scott. But yeah. getting there, yeah. Um, <laughs> and 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 you know, obviously, you know, going on and getting that degree. So appreciate your time, appreciate coming on. Hey guys and girls, Thank appreciate you, you listening to the Marketing uh, Business Podcast. Uh, look, we're getting, you know, the, the guests we're getting on it keeps growing, and the numbers keep growing as well as far as people uh, watching and listening. But I got to I got a caveat to ask: if you're one of the 82 percent of people that watch this podcast that haven't given us a five star review yet then I need you to do that. Why do I need you to do that? Well, here's the thing. The more people you review, uh, send us a review, then the more audience we'll reach. The bigger the audience, you know, the, the more people we can actually help uh, and, and bring more people together. We'd love to run a massive event one day uh, to actually help business owners and, and bring the people in uh, that have been the guests in to help you. So please, if you can. Uh, it's no, there's no risk to you of this one. It's just leave us a review on Apple, on iTunes, uh, or on Spotify. We'd really love it if you could do that. So appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. Until next time, always remember, celebrate your victories. Hi, Scholes, and here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com, uh, where we've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time and have a great day.